Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe it, Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. NASCAR. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream, or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9920. 23 and enter the pin 287-723-4600 followed by the pound key twice and now your hosts chris devon perry lester sean platts robert herrick and bill sparks and good afternoon welcome into sports lounge live for march 7th and i believe chris this is 237 236 236. So I'm a little bit ahead, but 236. Uh-huh. And uh, well, that's because we, you're you're thinking about your clock. You there you excited. go. That's we all. we will be yeah. setting those ahead this weekend, I believe. So yes. Um, yeah, get ready for that. But before we get started with the show, I just want to take a second um, and uh, address the passing of uh, Leslie in Pennsylvania. Leslie, for those of you who go way back, was one of our original listeners. She was. Um, Involved with the show initially when it started, and she's been hospitalized since November, and uh, she she's one of these people who has had to deal with a lot in her life, and, and you really, um, you know, your heart goes out to those people, and, and Leslie would never want me to say that because Leslie was always, I'll deal with it, and everything's going to be okay, so uh, we are going to have a good show. We're going to dedicate the show to Leslie from Pennsylvania today. But we do, Chris, have an agenda today. We do, and uh, a busy one it is. Okay, we're going to start with a couple of NASCAR notes, a little bit of tennis, because we like to get the the smaller stuff out of the way and uh, things we can do quickly, but things that should be mentioned. Then we are going to get into the NFL, and that's a big topic this week. we got the news probably breaking even as we speak. We just had a a signing uh, that uh, Rick definitely will talk about, uh, and, you know, different things uh, coming up. We have the NFL, franchise tag signings, uh, rumors and all that. The, uh, baseball, college sports, we have the NBA uh, developing situation in that with the guy from Memphis and John Morant and the NHL. So the first thing we're going to talk about is the winner of this week's uh, the uh, Pennzoil 400 in Las Vegas was William Byron. So, of course, that's his first race of the year. But almost more important, because I guess he's been voted the most popular guy in the, on the circuit, in the cup uh, circuit for quite a while. Chase Elliott is out indefinitely after tibia surgery with a, for, after a snowboarding accident. And we don't know how long he's going to be out. Uh, he, he'd never missed a race before this, uh, this weekend. Uh, would it need a waiver to compete for the cup because you can't miss any uh, any races to com- compete for the cup. And, of course, I'm sure that will depend on how long, how long it's out. If he, it may not even be practical for him to ask for it. But he's the five, five-time most popular driver, and he won the cup in 2020. So uh, there's somebody that uh, the NFL, I mean, the uh, NASCAR will certainly miss. And in tennis, Novak Djokovic uh, is the – has, has now set the record for the most weeks as the number one player in his group. 378 weeks, he beats Steffi Graf, 
uh, you know, on the women's side, who had 377. So that shows how dominant he's been. Even though he's been going back and forth with the other guys for the Grand Slams, he's been number one for a long time. Still not allowed uh, to play in this country. Uh, well, because we're- no, he can play. Hold on, he can play in the country. He can't play in the U.S. Open because the no, USDA no, no, no. oversees the whole. Uh, no, no, he that, no, no. The way it works right now. Apparently, we have re- travel restrictions on anybody coming in from other countries. Yes. And apparently, that comes to an end at the end of May. So right now, he okay. cannot play at Indian Wells, and he cannot play in Miami. However, when August rolls around, he will be allowed to play in the U.S. Open. Okay. And, uh, and of course, we're in a contest to see if we can keep ours going longer than Canada. Anyway, yeah. so... Uh, <laughs> Okay, so the first story that we had this week, and, you know, we're just going to skip around, do uh, new stuff, old stuff, but there's defensive line from Georgia, Jalen Carter, perhaps would have been a, a top five pick, and he still may be. He was arrested yeah. for racing and reckless driving. Uh, Jeremy LaCro- LaCroix was hit by the car, uh, which uh, he was driving the other car, which killed another player and another person in that car. And uh, Carter could be considered an accessory to murder, uh, but uh, you know it's not really clear whether that's going to happen or not. But you know this is uh, a, a, I don't even know if we have a, there should be a charge like that here. In well, what, driving, what, but, what looks bad on his case, Chris, is he lied about it several times before he finally had to admit. Yeah, he he was involved. What he did? Yeah, he left he left the scene, and then he came back two hours later. Now, criminally, I don't think he can file a charge. He did go back. He answered the warrant, but they could come back civilly, so maybe the family might be waiting to see where he's drafted and how much money they can ask for. Yeah, yeah and That's the thing the is, they, yeah, they're going to lose money on the deal because people are not going to say, we want this family to have money. We're going to take this dude. You know, He's really yeah. trustworthy, so that's not going to happen. Yeah. So we had a, I, I think I'll just sort of throw it open to everybody with, with what's going on with the uh, breaking news. So, Rick, did you ever what get just, uh, not that just we- came down, Chris, just now? Okay. They are go- Daniel Jones, it is a four-year deal. The DSPN did not say for how much, but because of that, they are going to franchise Saquon Barkley. 160 million. 160 okay. million. Oh, hold, hold, hold on. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah. 160 is the four-year with $35 million in, in incentives. So it is 160 million. I just okay, got that yeah. out of several so sources. So, Rick, what do you think about the fact to be able to get, not have either of them as free agents? Well, that's, I mean, he was asking for 45 a year, and people were saying that's crazy, but with his incentives, he got it, if he hits the incentives. Right. And that's, um, you know, it's interesting because I'm glad they, they franchised Barkley because, it, you know, the running back salaries aren't that big. You, you don't have to go crazy to franchise a running back. Um, but this, this thing with Daniel Jones, I guess, from what I was hearing on FAN just before we come on the air, it got pretty um pretty rough and um, um Garofalo was was reporting that Daniel Jones a, uh, agents told the Giants that if he didn't have a long team term deal by four o'clock and they franchise him now when you franchise a player you can still work on a long uh, term deal up to like July 15th but while he's on the franchise tag that money goes against your salary cap and that's why it's right. that's why it's not so easy to franchise a player because when you get a long-term deal you can move that money around and make all kinds of deals but he's on a franchise the money's on the cap so according to uh, he said that the, the giants the um Gary jones agent told the giants that if he didn't have a long-term term deal by four o'clock and they franchised him he would not talk to them about a long-term deal until july 
So that would have really hurt. Yeah, they wouldn't be able to sign any free agents. So I guess it got pretty rough at the end. Uh, I'm yeah. kind of, a, I guess he kind of had them over a barrel. I mean, I'm kind of surprised he got as much as he did. I wanted him back, but that's a lot of money. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. What, we do, what we don't know, though, Rick, is how much of it, if, if not all of it, how it's much guaranteed. of it is guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. 35 we million. Yeah. 35 million, yeah. Bill said. Bill just said well, that, 35 million. No, no, that was, no, that was the incentives. Hold on. Hold on, guys. Go ahead, Bill. Go ahead, Bill. Incentives, but you know one statistic here maybe doesn't mean much but the guy from houston what's his name miles davis or mills davis through for two mills, more touchdowns yeah. davis mills yeah, yeah davis, mills, davis mills. mills through for two more touchdowns than jones did i'm just saying yep yeah, yeah but but Jones, I mean, he only—I think he only threw for fifteen. But he, he ran seven in, and he only had yep. five interceptions all year. Yeah, cool. this is what the argument is about the pay. They keep talking about Daniel Jones, and they keep talking about what's going to happen with him. And this is what good coaching can do because he was yeah. really pretty lousy in the first two years, and then he got some good coaching. And you know, look at what he did. Uh, Josh Jacobs was franchised by the uh, Raiders. What do you think about that, Robert? Um, I again, I uh, I, I agree with Rick here. Uh, just like the Giants. Uh, franchise Barkley. I, the Raiders had to franchise Jacobs, uh, and it doesn't stop them from uh, from working on a long term deal. It, it's only going to cost them ten point ten point nine million for the franchise tag, and they have yep. until July fifteenth to work out a long term deal. Did they do exclusive or non exclusive? Uh, all all of these tags that I've heard have all been non exclusive, which means uh, you know a team can trade for him if they want to, but uh, if they trade for him, they automatically have to give two, two number one draft picks. So right, right, that's yeah. the rule when you trade for a franchise player. So uh, good move on the Raiders' part, and I would like to keep Josh Jacobs, so I hope they work out a long-term deal. And uh, so, and also Tony Powered was franchised by the Cowboys. Yes. Yeah. And, 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 and everything for the Jacksonville. What, what, what was that, Rick? Evan Ingram was was tagged by Jacksonville. Okay, yeah, the tight end. Tight end. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, and then Derek, Derek Carr. We always uh, and this may be Robert's. I know a little nostalgia here. This could be uh, Robert's last Derek Carr report. We'll we'll put him into uh, Pierre's <laughs> column to report on. Yeah, but Derek know, Carr uh, has uh, signed uh, for with New Orleans a four year, hundred and fifty million uh, deal, hundred million guaranteed, and uh, sixty million at the signing. So, what do you think, right. Robert? Um. I think Pierre is going to have a fine quarterback for as long as he's there. Uh, he won't remind you of Drew Brees, but he won't be he won't be uh, he won't be an Andy Dalton type either. I, I think New Orleans is going to be a good place for him. So I wish him nothing but the best. So congratulations, okay. Pierre. You've got your quarterback problem solved for a few years. And Jameis Winston is supposedly going to be released. Yeah, he already has been released. Okay. Yep. All right. And Geno Smith uh, to Seattle, three for $105 million. They're going to stay there. Yep. And the $52 million is the first year, and that's guaranteed or whatever. Yep. So that, that's what he's got. Yep. And uh, so any other uh, player moves before we talk a little bit about working conditions? Uh, Lamar Jackson was tagged by the Ravens. Yes. Um, not not exclusive. Not, yeah, not no. exclusive. And I believe yeah. Rick, am I am I am I not mistaken? Isn't he, isn't that tag for quarterbacks close to fifty million dollars? 
Well, no, the the friend, the regular, the, the exclusive franchise is like forty five million. Okay. The non so, the non exclusive is only like thirty two million. Okay. All yeah. right. Yeah. All right. But then they um, you know, of course, now any team can can try to you know can negotiate a contract, and and if Baltimore yeah. doesn't doesn't match it, then they have to give them two draft picks. And, and there and you know, and there are and apparently there are several teams that are going to be talking to the Ravens about the possibility of trading for. I'm that. sure they are. Yeah. I mean, Atlanta now Atlanta come out today and said they yeah. won't. Yeah, but no. You know what's an interesting thing I I learned today that I never knew before, and it makes sense what you think about it, but I never thought of it before. With all those negotiations and franchise tags and so forth, did you know that? If if a if a team signs a player to any franchise tag, then that player's agent gets nothing because he hasn't negotiated a contract. That is uh-huh. correct. Wow. Yeah. That is so the so the agents don't like that. No, they no, don't. I'm sure they no. don't. Yeah. Uh, and also, Kansas City released Frank Clark. That's um, right. Yeah, I, he's a good player, and um, they also had another defensive player that they weren't going to franchise. Um, uh, no, actually, yeah, I think it was Orlando Brown, the offensive Orlando lineman. Brown. They said they oh, weren't yeah. in the franchise. Okay, yeah. that's it. Yeah. So, yeah, and uh, by, by now, all the franchise tags that have been given out should have been given out because the deadline was four o'clock today. Well, again, really? yeah. it's it's, yeah. it's you know processing and stuff. But yeah. I'd say about by four thirty or so. You're right, but right yeah. now, now so Rick, we you're the NFL few. guy. Am I missing anything else here? <laughs> Uh, wait a minute. I, oh, I, who was I thinking of? Uh, there was something that else that happened. Well, uh, yes, Kansas City. Uh, well, Garoppolo is uh, the Houston people seem to be. There's a rumor that they're kind of interested yeah. in Garoppolo right now. Yes, yeah, there is. Her yeah, back. and uh, the Raiders are also interested in him. Yeah, um, and of course the uh, the the Jets. Hierarchy is on a plane to California now to talk to Aaron Rodgers. That's that right. is correct. They want to talk to Aaron Rodgers now. What was the story with? Um, uh, Purdy. There was talk about uh, Brock okay. Purdy. Brock Purdy, ha- he's going to have his surgery on Friday. The reason the correct. surgery has not occurred until now is there was swelling in his shoulder, which had not gone down, and they cannot do surgery until the swelling goes away. So the eight months that you've heard about will start from Friday. Yeah, actually. So, uh, so he, won't, not- he probably won't be available until November. give or take a little bit about November, so yeah, that's Perry, why that's why you've heard and we all hear them, and um, we'll just simply mention it like we always do. The uh, rumors about uh, Tom Brady coming back. Apparently, the yep. 49ers say they might be interested, according to Rich Eisen, and we know Rich is usually well connected. Uh, Tom said that his daughter adopted a kitten and. <laughs> He was going to be, that was going to take up. Yeah, when time, you have but, a life-changing event like that, I mean, you can see why he'd be <laughs> saying that, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, yeah also, uh, uh, it was the elbow pairing, not the shoulder. The elbow, the swelling in the elbow had to go down. And remember, the doctors don't really know what the damage is until they open them until up. Until they get on. in there. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. But, the, so, but yeah, the, big also, news, the big news there, though, is the eight months starts from the surgery. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yep. it could yep. even be longer if they have to do actual Tommy John. So, you know. I also heard that, uh, believe it or not, Philip Rivers has said, if yes, a team yes. like Miami, Miami or San Francisco, who may need a quarterback to fill in a few weeks, he may be interested in coming back. Yeah, I've heard. He's got nine kids. He's got nine <laughs> kids. Right there, you know. <laughs> got to feed those kids. Yeah. He's had yeah. nine life-changing events. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, if anybody wants to read more about this that we're going to talk about for a minute, 
there's a great article in the Globe, in the Sunday Globe, they have great feature articles about uh, NBA and about uh, baseball every, every, every week of the year. You know, even if the sport's off season, you're going to get a good article by a good writer. Ben, ben Volan is the, uh, their NFL, one of their NFL writers, and he wrote an excellent article about the whole working conditions thing and, and everything. So the, the working conditions or uh, rankings by the Players Association, travel, facilities, family, the way the families are treated, uh, trainers, food, all kinds of stuff. And, you know, they were saying one of the things is Indianapolis, people bring their lunch. It's so bad. They don't like to eat the food. Um, yeah. the, the New Orleans has lousy food. And, and, and he said, how can you have lousy food in New Orleans? What's the matter no with you? Kid. <laughs> yeah. Minnesota's number one. And, the, and I guess it's Washington that's last. That's what I hear he yeah. said in that article. Yeah. And uh, Kansas, Kansas City's way down there. Uh, yeah, Kansas came out 20, not good. Yeah, no, they don't trust their trainer. Uh, they, they're not good with the families. Uh, they, they have to nurse in public bathrooms and stuff. The, you know, they don't have a nursing room. Um, the Patriots were 24. Giants and Jets are about in the middle of the pack there. Uh, so some of it has to do with, you know, building things. Some of it has to do with just the way you treat people. And, and you know, it just Plain makes travel. changes. And, that like, travel. and rooming on the road. The Patriots are one of six teams that the, the rookies have to room with somebody on the road. And uh, there's you know. several there's several teams that on their private planes don't have like larger seats for the bigger offensive and you know the bigger players of they don't they just yeah. have the normal size plane seats. On their right, planes. right. So you know you it's know. funny you think with these with these NFL teams that they all they were all really put out and the, and the plays haven't made, but some of those things like Jacksonville has rats in their clubhouse. Yeah. Oh yeah, and yeah. Washington has floorboards sticking up in the in the weight room or something. Arizona, I guess. At the training facility, when the players, if they stay there and have supper, they charge them for it. That's correct. Yeah, yeah he said that. Also, they, they, uh, they, the uh, Chiefs just have stools at their lockers. They don't have chairs with backs. I mean, yeah. you think that's what you had in gym. Remember, well, you had a bench. Yeah, you yeah. Buy your, with a bench. Concrete. With a yeah. bench, yeah. You know, <laughs> oh man, that's crazy. My my Raiders, I guess, turned out uh, they did well. They did okay. They did, I they, they were number three. Yeah. They did. Yeah. They did well in all categories except the coaching staff. Uh, the coaching staff was voted number 32 because of the long hours that Josh McDaniels That's like right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. real good. It doesn't have the rankings one through 32, but it's a real good recap. It's also talking about Baltimore and then the Ben Volan is, and he's talking about, they're really in a quandary with this Jackson thing. He's very popular in Baltimore. So if they let him go, uh, and things don't work out for them, they're going to, you know, really have uh, trouble with the fans. But the issue is they don't trust him. He's, you know, again, he's not the, the, the whole thing. The, the uh, atmosphere is getting toxic because, of course, he doesn't have an agent. So he comes in and they yeah. say, well, you don't do this. You know, it's one thing to tell your agent that uh, he, yeah. he should be doing this or that. But you're coming in there and you're hearing, you know, you don't rehab right. You don't do this. You don't. Uh, we expected more. And that, you know, how, how do you like that? That's like signing with your boss after when you got 31 potential other bosses that might be nicer to you out there. So the you know, interesting thing in a tough spot. The interesting thing, Chris, with him is um, it doesn't sound from what I have heard and read that many other teams are going to be willing to give him what he wants either. So he probably isn't going to get exactly what he wants. 
Right. I mean, the playoff record is not good. Uh, just this whole injury thing and this not and not dealing with an agent. You know, people, you know, Red Hauerbeck, the first agent to come in, he threw him out. But now teams are used to having agents and it does cushion things. It makes things a little easier than sitting there, you know, tell, telling your player that he's not good and having your player, hey, but you're not good. You didn't do this. Yeah. The agent would be, okay, well, I'll tell him, I'll tell him, or whatever they do. So it's a little different. We do have one death to mention in, in the NFL, and it, 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 I was surprised about some of this stuff. I knew some of it. I didn't know all of it. Jerry Richardson, 86 years old in the Spring Hope, North Carolina. He died in Charlotte. He was uh, he went to Wofford. He was drafted by the Baltimore Colts, and he played for the Colts in 59 and 60, and he was a champion in 59. But he, he uh, was the, of course, founded the Carolina Panthers and uh, founded them and then uh, – in late October of 93, uh, he was the owner of them until late October of 93 until 2018. And then there were uh, allegations of uh, sexual misconduct and racial slurs. So he resigned and they, they sold the team. Uh, and then, but he started Hardy's, Hardy's Restaurant. And I have heard about that on the ads, you know, from down south. And also, uh, they all, his company eventually had owned Denny's for a while. Oh. So yeah. we, love, some, we love Hardy's breakfast here. Yeah. There, there was some issues apparently with Denny's, uh, with uh, the way that some of the uh, black folks were treated that worked there and discrimination. So there was there was talk about that yeah. too. So that dogged him over there. But he, you know, he certainly uh, did a lot for the, for the Carolinas. And you know, on the other hand, uh, he he had some issues. So uh, you know, maybe a bit a bit of too much old school. But he had the good sense and the whatever to resign. I mean, Daniel Snyder is going to go kicking and screaming if he goes at all. So that's a whole other thing. So any more NFL stuff? Well, just that, you know, tampering, free agency tampering begins Monday at noon. So we'll have some oh, broad news. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. my favorite yeah. days of the year. Yeah. And free agency opens on Wednesday, next Wednesday. Right. The 15th. What yeah. time, what time does it start Wednesday? Is it like four uh, in the four afternoon o'clock. again? Yeah, I thought so. Because it always we're getting ready for the the matchups the next day, and suddenly the sports is taken over by uh, you know fifteen moves. So anyway, okay. So on to baseball. Uh, Gavin Lux, the, the Dodgers shortstop, is going to be out for the season with a uh, torn uh, right ACL, and became the everyday uh, shortstop because uh, Trey Turner left to go to Philadelphia, and uh, Miguel Rojas will probably be the shortstop. And he was acquired from Miami in uh, January. And Chris Taylor could also play there. And so there, that's the first major injury of the spring. We had a scary one yesterday, though, with, with uh, uh, Turner. Yeah, Turner. Uh, but yep. it's, uh, but it, sounds Turner. Like, it sounds like, though, Chris, he got extremely lucky. It sounds like yeah, he's only yeah. going to miss maybe a couple of days. Yeah, uh, that could have been really serious. He got hit under the visor and in the cheek, whatever, in the face, and uh, didn't lose any teeth, didn't break any bones. So I read and, and, no, and no concussion. Yep. Well, we have a uh, sad. We'll, we'll we'll talk about him for a minute, and then uh, Bill has a little sound uh, for this guy. And this was a shock. I mean, uh, Joe Castiglione mentioned when he uh, did a little tribute to him, and they played maybe the same sound that Bill will with some of his big calls. Uh, Dave Wills, the uh, uh, one of the co-voices of the Tampa Bay Rays with Andy Freed, uh, he died at the age of 58, and uh, no cause was given yet officially. 91 to 95, the voice of the Kane County Cougars in the Midwestern League, and uh, somebody finally told me that was in Illinois, which was helpful. Yes. I didn't know where Kane it was. Kane County <laughs> is, Chris, Kane County is just a little bit outside Chicago. 
Okay, then that, that's cool. The ninety-five to 04, he was the backup to John Rooney with play-by-play on the radio. And, and that's because the, remember that's be, when remember back in those days John Rooney did baseball National for Games. CBS Radio. Yep. Yes, he did. And uh, so he was the backup, and he also I didn't really even realize I don't know that I could get the White Sox at that time. We were just getting into we didn't have XM yet, and uh, he was the, also the pre and post game host. And then in uh, 95, uh, 85, uh, 05, he went to Tampa Bay, and he was there from 05 to 22 with Andy Freed. And the way they did it, you know, one game, Dave would do the, the first, second. You know, they'd do the five innings, and Andy do the four. The next game, Andy do the five, and Dave would do the four. And they were just best friends. You listen to that game, and you, you just knew that they hung out together all year, all that six months. They they were not sick of each other at all. They uh-huh. they were always. And, and you didn't know Chris. Tennis. You didn't know Chris if that team was winning or losing. They were having so much fun. They were. They were. You know. So uh, he they had a good atmosphere in the booth, and he's going to be missed. He was very popular with everybody. Joe uh, said he was a really good guy. And, oh yeah, uh, Ever, really I've heard that from a lot of people. Uh, that have tweeted around the league. Jason Stark had a very good article about him in The Athletic that um, he, he said everybody that he's talked to said Dave Wills, the word everybody used to describe him is fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he had a great sense of humor. Oh, yeah. That's what they did. They, they talked about everything, food and whatever. They just had a great time. So anyway, wonder, you, wonder yeah. What, you wonder what the Rays will do. I mean, they don't have a lot of time. No. So you wonder if they will just simply have Neil Solon, who is their pre- and post-game guy, do it yeah. for this season. But there is one thing to keep in mind, and we were talking about it around here, and someone pointed this out to me. Glenn Gaffner is a free agent, so if they wanted to bring in somebody, he is, he is out there. But I think Andy deserves six innings. Yeah, he's there. Been there since for eighteen years. That's I think right. it's time for Andy to get six innings. You know, but uh, that's just my thought. And not nothing against uh, Glenn no. Geffner. He's okay too. But I'm just saying, Neil Soan sounded good. I heard him. And yes, so the reason Joe Castiglione was talking about his heart was because he missed uh, the last couple of weeks of the season. He uh, had a heart uh, abnormality in Toronto last year near the end of the year and went in a hospital up there. So, and I guess he was on the game on Saturday though. He was on the game Saturday on Saturday. Night. Yep. So, well, so, so early Sunday morning. Yeah, he died early Sunday morning. So if uh, Bill is ready, he can play us a little Dave Will so people can know who he is. Here you go. You can waste it. Oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) I think think we know who he is. That's uh, that's Steve Bauer. (laughs) Let's try this one more time. All right. I got to make sure. No, let's try this again. All right. Sunday's game was gloomy without the beloved announcer there. He was the voice of the Rays. It's almost like you knew him as part of your family. And those who knew Dave say he was the same on and off air. Described as the life of the party with quite the sense of humor. An infectious personality, uh, a joy de vivre for the game itself. Steve Carney says he worked with Dave for five years. It's just an absolute gut punch to think that we have to think of Dave in the past tense now because I don't want to. Roller out towards second base. One of those closest to Dave mourning, his broadcast partner by his side, Andy Freed. He tweeted in part, sadness beyond words today. It always felt like we were actual brothers. We'll miss him forever. Devastated. 
hard. Rays fans say the games won't be the same anymore, but they'll always cherish the memories Dave Wills brought. Rays win! Rays win! In St. Pete, Miguel Octavio, 10 Tampa Bay. We've got more on Dave this Wills on was 58 years old. Loved ones haven't shared yeah. his cause of death, and the team oh. says they will honor Wills with a tribute later this season. We've got more on Thursday night, uh, much more oh, in depth for all things radio. Jeff's given me a few minutes. He's taken over the podcast. Back to you, so, Chris. So, so tune in, tune in, guys, on Thursday night. Yeah, we, hear, yeah, we will. We will definitely more. talk about him. He's a good, yeah. good guy. And that was the year I got, uh, you know, the, uh, I got the uh, XM so I could get the baseball. Well, the next year, but I heard them on in '05. I remember being at my, my uh, friend Linda's house. And the Red Sox are playing the Rays, and all you could get, of course, was the home teams back then. So I listened to those two, and I knew who Andy was because he'd been to Pawtucket, and I'd heard him a little bit. But I listened to these guys. I said, this is fun. I'm enjoying this game. Even though they're not my guys, uh, they're doing a good job, and I liked it. Okay, WBC is getting ready to go. In uh, Thai, first in Taiwan and Tokyo, and then they'll be on in uh, you know other places around Asia and, and throughout America. And the games will be on either Fox or FS1. We had a whole um, you know uh, schedule here. The United States is in a pod with England. They're all and they're going to play their games in Arizona. Uh, they're going to be uh, playing with Mexico, Canada, and England. So that's their pod. It's similar if you remember how the World Cup works. You get uh, I guess two teams come out of each pod. And then uh, there'll be uh, sort of an Asian division where they'll play their quarterfinals, I think, over there, if I understand it. Then everybody will come to this country. Uh, the the uh, qualifier uh, from Asia uh, will come, and the you know the, there'll be four, four left in the semifinals and finals will be played in uh, Florida in the Marlins' home park. So that's how I understand it. I think it takes two weeks to do it. It'll be over around the yep. 21st or so. And, uh, Perry, you were saying... And, you and for those who have XM, yeah, I think for those yeah. who have XM, it'll be on a, it'll, they'll do the same thing like they did with the World Cup. It's going to be... The, the way it sounded this morning is it's, they said it was going to be on Channel 83. So right. that should be your radio and your Internet channel. Yep. And most and the, games are going to be on FS1, but there's going to be a few games on Big Fox. Most that's right. Games. And as Perry said the other day, if um, you know the U.S. gets to the semifinals and finals, you can figure they'll be on Fo- Big Fox. Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know, uh, that's, and, and you hope that the announcers that they choose will be the kind that you know tell you as a blind person what's going on. It's easier to follow than soccer because we, we know the game, but it's still you're not going to get the reaction yep. for the crowd for balls and strikes if they get talking about something else because these are going to be kind of neutral games except U.S. will be playing in Arizona and you know so forth. But uh, and, so and some we, of the games, some of the teams, Chris, that I was looking at the schedule today. And by the way, for those for those who've heard me complaining the past week or so that the Cubs are not on the radio. We have a streak. The Cubs are going to be on the radio on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So that's three in a row. That's mm-hmm. a streak. But wow. some of the teams with the WBC are going to be playing spring training games with MLB teams. So yeah. you may get to you may get to hear them if you you know just look at your schedules and. Yeah. Um, Tomorrow the Red Sox are playing Puerto Rico, and that's going to be really yes. special for Alex, Alex Cora and, and and the Puerto Ricans because he's a hero over there. I mean, forget the the uh, you know the cheating scam; they're not worried about that. He won the World Series. He's a Puerto Rican. He's always given back to to Puerto Rico and, and really been in touch with them. So it's really very appropriate the Red Sox are playing Puerto Rico. That's really cool. 
Oh, anyway, that'll be going on. Any more baseball talk before we move to college? Not really. It's um, opening day is about three weeks away. Come three it weeks is. exactly from Thursday. That's right. So, um, you know, we, we will be looking forward to that. And, of course, we will make our fearless predictions in a couple yes. of weeks. And right. right now, you know, somebody said this, and I think I'm going along with them. And just I, maybe I'll change my mind. I don't see any reason why the same 12 teams that made the postseason last year aren't going to make it again. I don't see much different, much to change it, but that's just no. me. Yeah. We'll see. We'll, we'll see as we get closer. As we okay. get into college, Chris, um, the Georgia Tech-Florida State game has gone final, and Georgia Tech hit a free throw with two-tenths of a second to go, and they won the game 61-60. to 60. They came from Unlike 11 Grant down Williams, in the second couldn't half. couldn't hit his two to win last night's game <laughs> for the Celtics. Yeah. Well, anyway. And by, and by uh, the yes, way, the, remember, last week you and I were talking about Chalk needs to hold for some of those teams that you were asking about for the NIT. Well, obviously, in the Missouri Valley, chalk chalk did not hold. No. Okay, well, we'll get to that. But uh, does that mean Georgia Tech will play Pitt? So that uh, matchup is set for tomorrow. So the AD of uh, Arizona said that he feels the Pac-12 is in chaos. Uh, That's not any surprise. Washington said uh, states that need resolution by mid-March, he says. And uh, ESPN and Apple Plus, Apple Plus apparently hadn't fully agreed on the deal that they thought they had with them. So, so what's going on in Big Twelve country? I mean, Big uh, Pac Twelve country, uh, Sean and Barry. Well, basically, you kind of summed a lot of it. But yeah. the Pac Twelve, there's six schools that want to leave. The, there's two, Oregon and Washington, that would love to go on to the Big Ten, and Utah, Colorado, the Arizona, well, the Arizona schools have wanted to leave for a while. They have not been happy about this Pac-12 uh, deal for the Pac-12 network, and Baylor athletic director Mac Rhodes even spoke out and said, hey, it's time we go get some schools that are unhappy. We need to solidify the Big 12. And that kind of even ties into, you know, several schools in the ACC are not happy about their TV deal because, remember, they signed it because back in the day when Florida State was thinking about, you know, they weren't real happy, Maryland left. They wanted to solidify their deal. They have a deal all the way to 2036. They signed it back in 18. And Florida State even went as far to see what it would cost to get out. But, yeah, North Carolina, North Carolina State, Clemson, Florida State, and, of course, probably probably if Florida State goes, they would take Miami, would, would be interested in going somewhere. But you may or may not be done. But right now, this, like I said, this Pac-12 deal was just going to be Apple Plus and ESPN, but Apple Plus had not totally – ESPN had given their part. But they say, hey, if you don't agree soon, we may – you may get less. It may hurt them. And, you know, for all that we said about the Big 12 and the Bob Bowlesby era, he could have been all over this, you know, when he knew teams weren't happy. He could have been recruiting them back then. The Big 12 has been the one that has actually stepped up in the Pac-12. Uh, Klyovkov, as he did during COVID, you know, he kind of, he's hurting this conference, probably the destruction of one of the original conferences, you know, and who would have thought, that's going to happen, but yeah. Well, Texas Tech is uh, not uh, what they were four years ago when they uh, nope. played in the national championship game. They suspended uh, Mark Adams for racially insensitive comments. Uh, he wanted a, a player to be more coachable, and uh, cited the Bible, said about parents and parents and uh, uh, children, teachers, and you know uh, pupils, Slet- and slaves, and masters. So uh, that's obeying them. Yeah. Slaves obeying. Yeah, slaves them. obeying. And, and, and by the way, 12, 
Yeah. 12, 12 of his 13 players are black. And what they were saying, they, they had a, they actually had a pastor on one of our local sports shows yesterday talking about this on Bucky and Aaron. And they were talking about this. And he, like he pointed out that the Hebrew that he misquoted it and it technically talking about bond servants, but still the fact that you're using servants and masters and all that with when 12, it was a one-on-one meeting. It was a one-on-one meeting with one of his players that was kind of, you know, having some problems and also reported he had spit on the player. Now, Adams and Texas Tech last year, they went to the Sweet 16, but this year they've been, you know, they had a 500 record. 15, yeah, 16, yeah, 16 and 13 in the conference, yep. Yeah, they've had a bad record. Last year they had a lot of Chris Beard's players and you know, he and he was a Chris Beard assistant, by the way. Yeah, he was he was he was his assistant and there were others that said, Why are we going? But not a good thing to say in that situation. Probably not a good, you know, reference because anyone would and who knows if the kid even believed in the Bible, so he wouldn't have understood yeah. the context anyway. So probably yeah, I think it's probably, a way just, they probably went, just not a good thing to say anyway. I I think we can just no. Sum it up in that probably not a good thing to say anyway. And they wanted to get rid of. They've been. I mean, I think they're looking for a way to get rid of him anyway. But now they have an extra extra reason. And he's yeah. got a contract for twenty six, twenty seven for fifteen point five million. Uh, five, you know, so and uh, without cause, it's he gets sixty percent of his remaining remaining money. But then that mm-hmm. can go to court and negotiate out of that. So they'll figure out, you know, what what the deal is that they'll do. So hasn't been a good. Uh, you know, he was an assistant under Chris Beard, and hasn't been a good. Uh, uh, year for Chris Beard either. So uh, what what can you say? Okay, yeah. and then uh, so we got tournament time happening. We just had that. Score. I suppose, uh, Chris, before we get to tournament time, should we just hit the other racial story before while we're on that? Yes, yeah, yeah go let's ahead. get that out of the way. The University of Iowa has settled a lawsuit with twelve former football players for four point some odd million dollars and for racial uh, within the football program. Now, of course, no, you know how these settlements work. You know, nobody's admitting any wrongdoing and all this. But the three people um, that were being sued were Kirk Ferentz, the coach, Brian Ferentz, his son, the offensive coordinator, and former strength coach Chris Doyle. Well, last week, a judge dropped them from the lawsuit. So apparently there were others. Board of Regents and, and others listed in the lawsuit, and it ended up being settled yesterday. And I mean, nobody, I guess, was complaining too much about the four point whatever million dollar settlement, except two point one million of it has to be paid by the taxpayers, and that, of course, that gets uh, yeah. that's gotten both sides of the political aisle irritated. The state auditor basically said he couldn't sign off on that without having to take a shower afterwards because it smelled. <laughs> um, a state senator uh, call, has called on athletic director Gary Barta to resign. Probably what's going to happen with Gary Barta, if I were to guess, is he will serve out his contract, which ends uh, June 30th of 24, and they probably just won't bring him back. Yeah. Is, prob- is most likely what's going to happen, but... Um, a lot of people were really angry about, you know, the taxpayers having, and Iowa's got yeah. enough money in their budget. They should, you know, the school should have been able to do that. But why they're mad at so mad at Barty is o- over his tenure as athletic director, they've had eleven million plus dollars settled uh, with cases like this. So this isn't the mm-hmm. first case that that has happened there. 
Okay. So, uh, so what? Uh, and this is a pop quiz for Sean, but he's very good at this. So I'm just going to ask. Maybe he can't do it this way. Who's in the tournament so far? Well, you know? uh, well, the, let me see. Southeast Missouri State won the Ohio Valley. I don't have the winners of the Atlantic Sun, Big South, uh, Patriot. Well, when we know Missouri Valley, who's in there? That's Drake. Drake. Drake won the Missouri Valley, so we got to the Furman uh, and Furman won the Southern. Furman won the Southern. Yeah, yeah. Furman did win the Southern. We got an interesting thing because Fair or or is it the Northeast? Northeast. Fairway Dickinson is going to go because Merrimack can't. They uh, they even yeah. if they win the tournament they can't go because they, and they, they are a first year Division One team. So well, no, they're not the yeah, first. They're not the first year. They're in their what is it? Is it four years that second, you have to translate four, or something? Three or four year. Yeah, but, that that transition period. They're in the last oh, okay. year of it. They're the last year. Oh, of that's it. too yeah. bad. But they you know good credit to Merrimack for getting and, that far, but they can't go. Yeah, and they got their championship in the Colonial tonight. The West Coast, cha- the West Coast championship. That's the biggest one because yeah. you know two top teams, Gonzaga, St. Mary's tonight. Uh, play re- number three. They've split. You know, last, like I said, and you got the and South they're both. Lane, they're probably big, both in anyway. So going. I mean, oh, they're both in. All four of the teams that made the semifinals: BYU, San Francisco, St. Mary's, Gonzaga are probably all. They're probably all four in. And you uh, know, right now. If you're betting, I would tell you don't oh, don't overlook that San Francisco team. They played Northern Iowa no. and Kansas City earlier in November, and that's a good team. And and Joe Gennardi and Jerry Palm are both reporting uh, they did their brackets that your last four out as of right now: Oklahoma State, Arizona State, Wisconsin, and North Carolina. Now, so one of them to be an in, they have to win. One of those teams has to win at least one game, yep. one or two games, probably in their tournament. And o- and then, Oklahoma State has Oklahoma tomorrow night, and then they yep. got to play Texas. The winner does yeah. on Thursday. And then, Miss- so. and then Mississippi State is one of the last four in, and I forget who the other. They had a bad yeah. loss. They had a bad loss on Saturday night with Vanderbilt. That was not a good loss. And uh, the, the Big East is easy. The top five that you've been hearing about in the top 20 are going. The other, uh, the next two or three are maybe the NIT. That's pretty yeah. easy. The, the ACC, not right, quite sure, five or six. You don't really know. Big 10, it's really up in the air as to how many are going, isn't it? Yeah, um, Big 12, it's, it's up in the air, but I'll bet the Big 10, and they'll end up getting at least six or seven in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Big 12 is going to get at least six, I think, so. Uh, yeah, so so there you go. So, all right. Any anyway. So we, we've got all the tournaments now. Actually, uh, they, and we uh, did we talk about the coverage of these tournaments that they're going to be uh, on the. We talked about baseball's coverage, but I don't know if you mentioned the XM coverage for tournaments uh, in here, Barry. Yeah, one ninety is going to be the SEC. One ninety three or eighty one is the ACC, and then when ESPN Radio takes it tomorrow, it goes to eighty. Um, one nine, uh, one ninety seven is the Pac twelve. Two hundred two is the Big East, and eighty four is the Big Ten. And there, and there will be inter- there will be some channel. there will be some others, but yes. they just don't have them up there yet. Yeah, like and the Big Twelve is two hundred three. One ninety, one ninety nine. One ninety, one ninety nine. Yeah, one ninety nine. That's what the Big so, Twelve. Is. But there's also internet channels, and and unfortunately today he botched the whole thing. Didn't mention anything. Hopefully they'll get better this week when they get more matchups and, and know what they're doing. But I, d- I he doubt didn't do it. well today. I doubt so it. Well, some years are better than others. But the thing is, there's also internet channels, and some of them kind of belong to conferences. And there's 
There's also the AC, like the ACC, the Big Ten, the Big Twelve. They may because when you go to like eighty or eighty one, you're getting the national feed. They may do the highest ranking uh, local uh, feed. And so the, we don't the know. channels for the for the conferences. The ACC is three seventy one. The Big Ten is three seventy two. Pac twelve three seventy three. Uh, SEC three seventy four, and the Big Twelve is three seventy five. So you can probably right. check those channels. Yes, it would. and and the internet channels in the nine fifties, nine sixties. Randomly, you could go up and down. Yeah. If, uh, but I'm hoping we get to start getting better schedules. But we'll see. Okay, any more college before we nope. go to the NBA? No, no. All right. Well, Sean, why don't you tell this story of Ja Morant? Well, oh, this all this originally started because last summer, well, a video came out from last summer originally where he was in a pickup basketball game at his at his house. And I guess a 17-year-old kid hit him with the basketball. They were playing. He got hit with the basketball. And he held, he pulled a gun on the kid. And the kid called the police. You know, they didn't, you know, everything. But so there's a suit against him. He said it was an accident. And he said, well, it may have been an accident. But I just had to tell him. I just had to show him how it was. Is that what he basically said? Kind of. And so they had that going on. And the video was going. And then, but, you know, he had other incidents he's commenting on it and then this week last weekend he goes to a strip club there in denver so glendale color glendale colorado and he has an instagram uh puts up a picture on instagram with him holding a weapon now what and so uh memphis has suspended him minimum of two games they didn't say two games minimum of two games but the league the collective bargaining agreement says that if you have a gun, if you bring a gun on facilities, that includes team planes. Remember, they left Memphis to go to Houston last Wednesday, uh, Denver Friday, and then, of course, L.A. Sunday and tonight. And if you you can be suspended 50 games. Now, it's very interesting. Before that, Stephen Adams, they had a big team meeting and say, we need to not screw anything up. The West is wide open. We need to get focused for the playoffs. They said this before three, about two or three weeks ago, and reportedly he didn't say John Morant's name uh, specifically, but he was talking directly to Morant. So Morant could be gone through the whole playoffs, and who knows how long. If they find out that it was his gun, that someone didn't bring it, you know, I mean, here we are. It's our police blotter edition of Sports Lounge. Well, if they find, and if they find yeah. out that it's somebody else's gun and it's not his then wouldn't he be in trouble there for possessing something, you know, another and weapon that gun, isn't his? Have, uh, well, having a gun, I don't know what the Colorado laws are, but I know I in Texas know. you're not supposed to have a, you're not supposed to have firearms in a on the premises of a place that sells alcohol. So well, either way, you could be in trouble. That, unless, unless you have a license to carry, you're not supposed to have a gun either. But if you, uh, whether you have a license to uh, carry or not, I would think if he's carrying something that uh, isn't his, well, that wouldn't be covered by that well, license, would it? And that, and, that ver- and that varies from state to state, uh, yeah, well, Robert. You, yeah, yeah, ver- yeah. That varies, but but they also have the uh, the al- I know most states have that where alcohol is they sold. Do. So either yeah. either way, he's got criminal and or you know possibly because the Glendale, Colorado Police Department announced today they are looking into the incident. So either way, he's got at least if it's one way, it's a fifty game suspension. Otherwise, he's got a suspension and criminal charges. So I think. I think Memphis is kind of like I said. You're you're not going to see him back this year. I don't think. Oh uh, no, I don't think so. Okay, another NBA story that I didn't know until I was in the Globe uh, checking things out on Sunday. 
Mike Gorman had a detached retina the other day, and um, he's yeah. only broadcasting with one eye, and he's doing the best he can. He's 75 years old. I didn't realize he was quite that old. He's going to retire not this year, but the end of next year. And of course, Sean Grandy's been filling in for him on TV, so we'll have to see how they'll handle that as we get closer. We'll talk about that. John Actually, Wallace doing Chris, the Globe story setting is 77. So. 77, okay. Yeah. Uh, Chris, and, and, Chris, not to interrupt, yep. but just to go back to the Daniel Jones, $160 million, 82 of it is guaranteed. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. So so, um, so the thing is that he's doing it with one eye and doing as many as he can, you know, and going to uh, – he said <laughs> he flew in, in the, the, the service, and he says he was kind of tired of flying, so he, he really doesn't like to fly much. So the trips have been shorter. Sean Grandy's been filling in for him on TV and uh, John Wallach on radio. Now, the last person that, the, that I remember having this type of an issue with the detached retina, <clears throat> remember several years ago, Eric Nadell had that problem. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So and he so said the anyway. most comf- he said the most uncomfortable part of that whole thing. Yes, they had to, you know, reattach it, but he said you pretty much have to lay on your couch and stay still because they don't want you to move around much. Yeah, that's right. I heard that somebody uh, had a situation like that that uh, Rick and I knew and she she talked yeah. about that. Yeah. So okay, well, I guess it's and now hang in there guys cuz book book talk is coming up. So don't yes, go yes. anywhere because you can get through this. It's <laughs> going to be all right. Okay, here's the NHL. We're going to do some standings and then we'll talk about some trades if we have time. In the Atlantic Division, the Bruins have 103 points. They're the fastest team to ever get over 100 points in the NHL. Remember, it's two points for a win, one point for a tie or overtime loss. They got there in 61 games, and they beat the Canadiens of 76-77, who got there in 62. Toronto, 84, big, big lead. Tampa Bay, 79. They're all going to make the playoffs. Buffalo, 68. Ottawa, 68. Florida, 68. Detroit and Montreal are, uh, oh, no, Detroit, 65. They're kind of in it. Montreal's out. Metropolitan Carolina leading with 90. New Jersey, 88. The Rangers, 79. They've fallen back a bit on, on uh, Carolina and New Jersey. Then the Islanders, 72. Pittsburgh, 71. Washington, 68. Philadelphia is just about out of it, 59. Columbus is. Going to the uh, wild card, that means, okay, so the top three in uh, each division make it. So the Bruins are going to make it. Toronto's going to make it. Tampa Bay's going to make it. And Toronto's going to play Tampa Bay. We already know that. And Carolina's going to make it. New Jersey's going to make it. And the Rangers are going to make it. And probably the Rangers and Islanders are going to play, too. The two and threes play. The wild card Rangers leaders, and Devils. Rangers and Devils, I'm sorry, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the top wild cards right now in the East, Islanders at 72 and Pittsburgh 71. So if the season were to end today, Penguins would play the Bruins and the Carolina would play the Islanders. Then we have Buffalo at 68, Ottawa at 68, Florida at 68, Washington at 68. By the way, Florida is not taking advantage of that home cooking that they were supposed to take advantage of. I think no, they're they getting in trouble. Yeah. And then Detroit at 65. In the West, in the Central, Dallas is 81, Minnesota 78, Winnipeg 75. They'd be your playoff teams, seeded teams, whatever. Colorado 74, Nashville uh, 69, St. Louis uh, is out, same as is Arizona, as is Chicago. In the Pacific, we got Vegas at 82, Kings at 82, Seattle at 78, Edmonton 78, Calgary 69, Vancouver and Anaheim and San Jose are uh, out of it, and the Roberts fighting for uh, to get out of last place against the uh, Ducks. Yeah. So the wild card is less complicated than the West. So again, the, the playoff teams: Dallas, Minnesota, and Winnipeg in the Central, Vegas, 
uh, LA and Seattle in the Pacific. The wild card leader is Edmonton at 78. Of course, they're still in the fight for a top three in their division. Colorado, 74. And Nashville, 69. And uh, Calgary, 69. And basically, other than that, that's it. The West that's is, it, yeah. this is, this is why the West, the moves weren't really made in the West because people are kind of, kind of locked in in the West. Some people are locked in in the East too, but, but really who's going to be in the playoffs is basically determined in the West. No, you know, in almost, my opinion, almost. it's the Boston Bruins Stanley Cup to lose, period. It is. It is. <laughs> I mean, that's, I think, you know, we've all been wondering about the Bruins and the Celtics here with their great seasons and who's going to have the better year. I think it's going to be the Bruins. They really solidified. Uh, so we'll talk about the trades now. Hold, hold, on, hold, on, a, hold on, Chris. Before okay. you guys go into the trades, we'll get to them if we mm-hmm. have time. I want to make sure yeah. we get Jamal in. Uh, we want to get a call oh, in. Okay. Can. Oh, okay. So Jamal, let's go to you. Go ahead and unmute yourself. I didn't know anybody was here. I'm glad somebody called. Jamal, go ahead and unmute yourself, please. Okay, go ahead, and if Jamal gets unmuted, we'll go. Yeah, when, when he, he comes in. So uh, Jonathan Quick was traded from uh, the Kings to Columbus uh, for a defensive Bratislav uh, Gab- Gabrikov and, and goalie uh, Nimus uh, Corpusalo, and then Columbus then traded Quick to Vegas. So I think it was just a question of not getting a three-team deal worked out, and they really didn't want to be involved in trading anybody to the division who they might be playing, although uh, Quick hasn't been that good. And they got back uh, uh, Michael Hutchinson, a goalie, and a 2025 seventh-round pick. And then Quick with L.A. for 16 years and won Cups in 2012 and 2014. And Quick Quick agreed to go to Vegas. So once he got to Columbus, they told him, you can go wherever wherever you want to go. And uh, that's uh, where they could work out a deal. And the, again, I've already told you the Bruins are the fastest to 100 points. They're still going for the uh, record of uh, 62 wins, which the 97-98 Red Wings, who also won the Stanley Cup, uh, set. And they've got a chance at that. But, you know, they may start to lay people back. You know, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, David Pasternak signed a contract for eight years for $90 million. And uh, so, again, about a week's worth of money for Manny Machado or somebody. But, you know, <laughs> the, the ho- hockey, they make about a third because the salary cap's about a third because the whole revenue stream's a third. So what are you going to yeah. do? I mean, he'll be here through the 30-31 season. And 20, they also 30, are, I'll bet. 20-31. Not 30-31. 30 Well, uh, you know what I'm saying. This is the 23-24. The 30-31 season. Depends on how you oh, say yeah. it. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I uh, also acquired uh, Tyler Bertuzzi, the nephew of Todd, from Detroit, and uh, Detroit gets their round one uh, pick if it's not the top 10 in 24. It probably won't be the top 10 in 24. And then uh, round four in 25. Taylor Hall got hurt with a knee injury. He's going to be out, what are they saying, the rest of the regular season anyway, right, Rick? Yes. Yeah. 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 So so they're going to, that's why they picked up Bertuzzi. And uh, there were 44 trades, which we will not run down the other 42, 41. 44 (laughs) trades, 89 players changed hands, and 57 choices. So there there you go. That's our trade recap. Jamal, go for it if you're here. Jamal, we'll give you one more chance to unmute if you want. Going once, going twice. I unmuted him, but he... Jamal is... uh, 
uh, we're going to just go ahead then and turn it over to Sean since Jamal is not going to be a good Sean. Well, okay, Sean. All right, folks, those of you coming in for book talk or anybody else, if you want to hear this great, you don't have to again, be quiet. It isn't a library talk. It's yeah. just book talk. Oh, yeah. Come in and but make a well, Remember, noise. you, well, no, don't make any noise coming no, not in. Not in the room. Not in the room. No, no, not in the room. But anyway, you can download this podcast, you know, legendoldies.com or Sports On Live in your podcatcher or 773-572-3006, option number nine. And, you know, we're going to be back next week. We will have the... Before you do that, Sean, Jamal, raise his hand one more time. So, Jamal, I'm going to give you one more chance. Go ahead and unmute. Star six. Sorry about that. There you go. uh, I was on the bus. I'm on the phone. But anyway, uh, I just want to talk about uh, the the interesting going on in college basketball. It seems like the Big Ten had a big jumbo... Uh, about who's in third place, who's in fourth place. How did that carry? Uh, who finished what in the Big Ten? Because there's a bunch of ties for most of the year, most of the season in the Big Ten. Real, real, like fast, real fast, Jamal, I know Purdue is one. Northwestern, I believe, is two. And I'm not sure after that, but it, it, you're right, it's a jumble mess. How many schools are supposed, uh, predicted to make it uh, in the tournament from the Big Ten? Probably at least, on the at least the conference. At least six or seven, I would imagine, are going to make it. Is Illinois on the bubble? Illinois is firmly Illinois is firmly on the bubble. I would I would I would certainly advise Illinois to go into uh, Chicago, and they probably need to win two games. You think too, huh? Yes. Okay. All right. All right. Good job. Good job, right. Jamal. And so next and week we'll have the whole field, and I don't know uh, how we're going to handle that, whether we're going to do the schedule or not. We haven't talked about that yet, but we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll see what's available and how to do it. But we'll certainly talk about the highlight matchups of the first week. There you go. And go ahead, Chuck. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for next because we have book talk coming up. And, by the way, they are not franchise tags. They have been signed with uh, with an exclusive guaranteed contract. Jenny Sparks, Nolan Crab, come on in, listen to the book reviews, and we'll see you next week.